Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's the Darkest Timeline podcast. So, this week's episode is. Oh, let's see. Uh, depression. You know, the good stuff. Get the good stuff out of the way first. Um, rage. Uh, that's in there. Uh, bad parenting. Um, some other stuff. Uh, oh, weight loss. There's uh, games, movies, and TV, which uh, some some of those have been a little bit lax recently, but it's all back and it's all good. Um, so yeah, lots of stuff to look forward to. Before we get started, please do consider like, share, subscribe, and comment. Drop any reviews you want to drop, and uh, share the podcast around. Give it to your mates. Give it to your family. Give it as a gift. Might not be the best gift, but you know, you get the idea. Anyway, let's get started. Here we go. This is Cookie Cast, the Darkest Timeline Podcast. Hello. Oh, was that a bit loud? I'm not sure if I might turn this up at some point. Anyway, I'll just talk quieter. How's everybody doing? You well? Oh dear. I am cream crackered. More on that later. No, I'm 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 tired. Um I felt a bit weird about about last week's um podcast. If you haven't listened to it, maybe now is the time to go back and listen to it. Um I felt a little bit weird about it. Talking about being depressed and A, not really giving any context and B, um, just kind of dropping that on people. Um, and I was a bit like, you know, I should have, I should have either stayed clear or had a little bit of context. Uh, and then I was listening to a podcast the other day and it literally started with the person going, saying how depressed they were and then admittedly they did go into why um and i was like oh okay so you know maybe that's a bit of a thing um so yeah it's kind of playing on my mind um weird 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 week weird um I don't know. Some ups, some downs. Some of which we'll cover. Something I've, t- I've talked about previously, which keeps coming up, and I'll keep coming back to it whilst ever it keeps coming up. Might not be the best of subjects, but it's something that I've noticed, and I've noticed more and more and more. Um, paying money. That's not a new concept. Paying money for for bad service um i came from a i i came from a time um if anybody ever asked me i would always say oh i started working when i was 10 years old and you know barring key points in my life i've worked probably 30 years 
you know, give or take. So, you can see how far back this sort of thing goes for me. And back in 1990-whatever, it was kind of this thing that you were you were taught this is how you serve the public it's it's not quite yes sir no sir it's one step away from that anything you can do for a customer anything you can change or anything any way you can accommodate their needs so on and so forth and there have been times in my life when I've been good at it and there are times in my life when I've been bad at it you know the day that you're having a bad day and everything seems to be going wrong and you just like what exactly is today and then you come in contact with a customer who is literally just like I want the earth on a stick with chocolate and sprinkles and I want it yesterday all those things collide to make for the possibility of bad service But the difference there is, the difference between good service and bad service is how you deal with that. Something that keeps coming up is going into a shop, going into a a cafe, going into somewhere that has a, has a a goods or service that you require. And wanting to hand over hard-earned cash for said goods or service, but making making being made to feel like it's an inconvenience, and this has been going on for a good long while now. Um, off the back of. Um, the pandemic it seemed to get a lot worse um, there was the the whole um, like key worker thing which was fine until random places started saying oh we're key workers because we offer a service um, so there was, there was that sort of thing but there was there has been a distinct shift in Oh my God, what are you doing here? Why are you asking me this? I don't want to do this. Go away. When you're trying to hand over money that potentially pays that person's wages, that keeps that business afloat, bearing in mind how many businesses went out of business, and all of the things that go along with it. Now, when you're talking about your big companies and your big corporations and things like that, it's maybe not as much of an issue. But when you see big companies going out of business left, right and centre, it's a bit like, well, maybe it is an issue for everybody. All it takes is for a temperature change. Next thing that business is out of business. In In the instance of things like coffee shops oh there's a million coffee shops that are all over the place but also that works twofold that works in the sense of 
you can you can a phrase that's come up a, a while ago that's something that stuck with me is you vote with your wallet so if i have bad service in one coffee shop and work on the principle that there's a multiple other branches of said uh, establishment and b multiple other coffee shops to choose from there's a higher chance that i'm probably not going to revisit um so handing over money when somebody's not what i would call serving you there was i'll give you an example something happened today where somebody handed me an item that i had paid for and the way they handed it to me they were like uh take this i was like cool and then what what felt a little flippant and felt a little disingenuous they said have a nice day i was like i mean the contrast in what's just happened here it strikes me as something that's very strange and is something that's more and more frequent i went into um i keep using coffee shops because a lot of these experiences um have come from coffee shops um went into a coffee shop last wednesday and the three people serving now i'll use the word serving loosely one of the three people was trying desperately to clear tables get dishes get them you know washed and 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 sorted in that sense one of the people was serving a queue that was queuing out the door And the other person was spending more time bossing the first person around than doing anything else. And you could tell that it was very much a a system of, I'm the manager, I'll tell you what to do and you will do it. And I felt like saying to the guy, just just go, Just, just leave, just walk out, it's not worth it. And then... The person that's doing all the bossing around served me and couldn't have been less interested. And I felt like it was very much a situation where having to serve me was taking them away from bossing somebody around. It was like, okay, cool. Um, I went into another coffee shop of a different variety and um, had terrible service literally the person was like i i I hope you die on the way out of here because you've asked me to make you a drink in fact come here come closer so i can spit in your face and i i i i I joyously paid for the service i was receiving i took my coffee i i went home and I got home and I went, oh my God, that service was terrible. And I picked up the coffee and I drank it and went, that that coffee is horrible. This is the other thing, and this is the, the sort of the, the thing that I'm getting at, which is paying for bad service and bad products. What is it that we're <laughs> what is it that we're paying for at this point in time? Tell you tell you a story. Story goes like this. In fact, I'm going to use I'm going to use sound effects. 
Ready? Can you hear that? Can you hear that? I think it's picking it up. Gonna have a little. Mmm. I, I went to get some coffees today. It was Monday. Monday is a bit of a, a weird day. Um, it's kind of like you want a bit of a treat. Well, in our house, there's there's a you want a bit of a treat for one reason or another. And um, we were going out, so it's like right, we'll go out, we'll do some jobs, and then we'll go and get a coffee. When I ordered the coffees, plural. And I finished and they went through the order. They wanted from me nearly £30. Okay? Just short of £30. Now, I had a, a, a 50% off thingy. So, it wasn't £30. But, I looked at the number on the till. I was like, wow, that's a lot of money. Glad I'm not paying that. Because I wouldn't be. Simple as. Took the drinks, walked away. Um, as it is 20 to 10 at night, at time of recording, probably not the best time to be drinking an iced coffee. But I'll tell you this much. That iced coffee that you could hear me shaking tastes of almost nothing. When it was given to me, I went, that doesn't look like, that doesn't look right, that drink does not look right. Usually when, when you're handed one of these iced coffees, there's very much a separation. There's the coffee, there's the milk, there's the ice, there's the, the syrupy stuff. And you can see that separation, and more often than not, there is, um, there is stirring required. Um... This didn't. This coffee did not look like that, and almost immediately, I knew that it wasn't going to be right. As it was, I haven't needed to drink it for the rest of the day. I've drunk more coffee today than I've drunk in a good long while, and I'm talking. I've had six. Six is a lot at the moment. Um. So. I was like, right, I'm going to do this podcast, I'm going to get that iced coffee. Got the iced coffee, took a sip, and went, that doesn't taste of anything. It barely tastes of milk. Barely tastes of milk. So, in an order for coffee that would have been £30, a third of that order... Because there was two of these, and I'm not the only one that has said that coffee doesn't taste of anything. A third of the order was somewhere along the lines incorrect. £30. £10 worth of coffee that was that was wrong. It didn't taste of anything. The, you know, the, the cornerstone of a good coffee doesn't taste of anything. What, what what exactly is happening? Some people might be thinking what exactly is happening right now in this podcast. Let's move on. Um, one of the things that has been going on in our house recently uh, 
as a mixture of things, uh, but they all centre around certain things, which is getting jobs done. Uh, Myself and Leanne have this opportunity at the moment, small opportunities here and there, but we do have the opportunities to get jobs done, working through what is a never-ending list of jobs. Jobs need doing, jobs get done. And they're like the bigger jobs. We're not talking about like, you know, washing up, put the recycling out. We're talking like what I'm about to talk about. Um, Cutting the hedge. At the front of our house is a tree. At the front of our house is a bush. Cut the bush, fill the green bin, job done. Chopped off the, the long bits from the tree, job done. No, I'm fine with that. There is a bush. It needs to be taken care of. It is it's outside our front door. If it's not taken care of, you can't get in or out of the house. Simple. The tree's getting long, needs a bit of chopping off. No problem. Choppy, choppy, choppy. Simple. Easy. Fine with that. <sighs> However, in our back garden, there is a hedge. Now, I say that, but that's not true. Because in our back garden, there isn't a hedge. In our neighbour's back garden, there is a hedge. And that hedge grows into our back garden. Last year, year before maybe, like that that hedge situation is really bad, it needs sorting. So we paid to have it cut. And... Uh, our next door neighbour said, you should send the bill to the person that owns the hedge. Because it's their hedge and they should take care of it. And we went, (laughs) whatever. Um, This year, we bought one of these um, telescopic hedge cutters. Like, right, you, you need to go out and cut the hedge. Like, why? Hedge needs cutting. Why? It's not our hedge. Doesn't need doing. The problem we've got is that neighbours both sides have the same hedge. And they cut it. So it's like, okay, now ours just looks ridiculous. Because it's all sticking out. And theirs is pristine. So. Off we go. Up. You know, cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it. Before cutting all this, Leanne tells me a story about somebody that she knew from work who uh, climbed a tree, fell out of the tree and died. And then was like, anyway, get yourself up them stepladders, yeah. Got to a point where I was just like, remind me again why I'm cutting this hedge. And it's interesting because... All I could think was, why has the person that owns this hedge not done anything about it? And then I realised why this person's not done anything about it. Because I was up a set of stepladders with a telescopic hedge trimmer essentially doing it for them. Why would they do anything about it? I kept saying to Leanne, I was like, you should be sending the bill for the hedge trimmer, at the very least, to them. 
if I, if I kept thinking, what happens if I fall off this ladder? What happens? I took a I took a branch to the head. I took a branch to the face, like pointy pit bit of branch in the head, point pointy bit of branch in the face. Those would have been considered minor injuries if I'd have fallen off the step ladders and done all manner of things. Our next door neighbour was saying that previously, whilst cutting the hedge, the ladders gave way and he fell into a, fell, fell into a bush in his garden tore himself to shreds again midway through me doing this job anyway mm, that coffee tastes of nothing um I got super excited the other day because more new music to listen to. Um, anybody remember a few weeks ago? I was really excited because I had not one but two new albums to listen to. Found another new album to listen to. Uh, I listened to Ozzy's new album because I'd seen a thing randomly that was saying that Ozzy's new album was his highest rated album. I was like, hey, I like Ozzy Osbourne. I like Black Sabbath. I need to listen to this album if it's highly rated. And being the, pardon me, being the old man that I am, and like I said previously, don't get the opportunity to listen to new music very often, ran at, at breakneck speed onto my phone and uh, downloaded Ozzy's new album. And then I listened to it. <sighs> um... Not massively going to review the album because A, I've only listened to it once all the way through. I have listened to it, you know, when you do that thing where you like listen to an album and then you, you put it on again, but you put it on from the beginning. So I listened to it once, it took me two attempts. I listened to the second time, I only listened to the first half, and then the third time, I listened to the first half again. Didn't feel I was really the person to speak to about this album, honestly. Did not jump out at me. Um, if compared to Machine Head's latest album, not not even in the same vicinity. Um, Machine Head's latest album is absolutely phenomenal. Um, Ozzy's latest album, like I say, can't really review it because I've only listened to it once. Didn't didn't hugely jump out at me. However, there is a but to this. <laughs> but there is a but to this and the but to this is it gave me this this powerful hankering to listen to Ozzy's older stuff and I don't mean like you know way back in the day 1983 kind of Ozzy Osbourne I mean what turned out <laughs> what turned out to be 20th anniversary Ozzy Osbourne I was like shit man really um, so I picked two albums that I knew very, very well, and I started listening to them, and it was one of those things, it was literally like stepping through time, because 
little did I realize at the time these two albums were very significant a very significant point in my life I remember which house I was listening to I remember the person that played them for me the first time I remember where I was and what I was doing at the point in time that I heard certain songs for the first time I remember getting um, Aussie's live DVD yes I said DVD just because I didn't say VHS um just this what was happening at that point in time and like I say it was for me I was just about to say for me it wasn't 20 years ago but I think it was close to 20 years ago I wonder if that album was new when I listened to it I kind of th- I kind of worked on the principle that maybe it was like maybe it'd been out for a little while and then somebody introduced me to it. But now I'm starting to wonder if the person was like, "Hey, have you heard the new Aussie album?" Very much a step through time. It was like, "Wow, I remember, you know, like I say where I was, the house I was living in, what I was doing, the people I was spending time with, the job I was doing." everything that was going on at that time um yeah it's 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 been a good it's been a good ride i've been listening to uh like i say a couple of aussie albums uh for the last few days um weirdly (laughs) when i could have been listening to aussie's new album but that's a different matter um i want to talk about rage people Rage, not the computer game. No. Um, a little while ago, I started. <laughs> I started noticing that, um, that after a workout or um, after uh, physical activity, running on a treadmill, lifting weights, going to the gym, mixture of all of the above. Um, <laughs> I'd come home and <laughs> um, I'd just be full of rage. And for a while, I thought it was things like, and I don't know anybody might understand or appreciate this, but like when you go to the gym and you're like, right, I've got this much time to do this much of a workout and you get there and it just seems like every single person in the gym is targeting the, sp- the specific equipment that you need to use and you go to the gym to do an hour's workout and end up walking away after 25 minutes because you can't physically get onto anything um that that would probably be quite annoying I, for a while i thought it was situations like that um but then, in a situation where that's not the case, if I walk into um, into the, the the gym, the little gym thing that I've got here, and do a workout, pretty much got everything I need. Uh, so then it's just like, oh, well, it can't be that then. Um, and it reminded me that um, I once, partially joking. More joking than not, um, I once told somebody that I was considering uh, taking steroids. Um, I was saying, oh, I'm just not seeing the, I'm not seeing the benefits. Um, so I'm considering 
going down the steroids route. And they were like, oh, I'm not sure that's such a good idea, is it? <laughs> and I was like, why, what do you mean? Like, well, some people can experience rage-related issues. And for somebody, I don't know, maybe somebody who already experiences rage, that might not be the best way to go. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, apparently it only affects like a certain percentage of people if you're susceptible <laughs> if you're susceptible to rage then you will what was what would be um affectionately known as roid rage um but i was like nah i'd be fine <laughs> and now recently i keep coming home from the gym and being like ah motherfucker the first, the first thing I do when I walk through the door is just chunter about all the terrible things that have happened between leaving the house and getting back home. Like, you'll never believe this friggin' in the gym. You'll never believe what happened driving back from the gym. You won't believe what happened when I tried to turn onto the street. And I, I've been doing it that much, I've been doing that long, that it's now kind of like a running joke it's very much of a what 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 complaint do you have now um i imagine that there's 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 some, probably some sort of testosterone related you know if you work out does that increase the testosterone in your body i i honestly i don't know i don't necessarily know how this works uh, i know that um steroids more often than not is is putting additional testosterone into your body, and testosterone is what makes people aggressive. Um, so maybe that maybe it's that. Maybe it's that working out increases the testosterone in your body, and yeah, gives gives you rage. Um, but recently, it's been like, ah oh man, I'm getting roid rage without the roids. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure of the benefit there. Um, recently, I realized that this was something that was border, borderline amazing. Borderline amazing. As we know, um, I, I run, and that's a term that I struggle to use because what I do is not running. I've, I feel that it should be called shuffling. Um, I move slightly faster than walking. Now that statement became not true when I did the 10k with my brother-in-law and he said, man, my knee's hurting. I'm going to have to walk for a bit. So he started walking and he kept up with me. So not even faster than walking. Anyway... Um, I shuffle. Um, I do it outside on a morning. I do it on a treadmill at the gym. I do it on a treadmill at home. Um, that's what I do. I also uh, I also do X amount of walking. I I walk the dog and so on and so forth. 
almost at the same point in time that I realised something, something happened. What I mean by that is I use uh, an app to track these things. I use an app to track running. I use an app to track walking. I use an app to track treadmill usage. It all goes towards, you know, filling the rings for you um, Apple people out there. Apple, Any Apple watch owners will understand. Goes towards your steps, so on and so forth. But it's, all, it's a good way to record what you have and haven't done. Records it as exercise. Big thumbs up. One day, I was like, hang on a minute. This app records where I've been. It records my run, my outdoor run. It records where I've been. But it records the start and end of my run. Now then, pop quiz for everybody. Where do most people start and end a run. That's right, at your house. So, what essentially was happening was the app in question was recording where I started, started and stopped my run, which was my house. I was like, I don't think that's safe. Now, initially, I wasn't thinking about me. I was thinking about um, other people um, and how the app in question, in, in a lot of senses, is open to anybody. Um, I, I get somebody that keeps liking, giving giving me you know a thumbs up for my run, but I don't know this person. I've never met this person. I don't know who they are, but, oh yeah, you did well there, mate. Oh, okay. So I'm like, ah, this seems like a like a super unsafe thing. If you were random thought, let's say you were somebody who likes to run outside, and you also have a stalker. If you put the the three things together likes to run outside uses the app and has a stalker i think you can see where i'm going with this so i was like this is actually really dangerous it's really concerning i started thinking from a from a perspective of i don't necessarily want you know people to know where i live i was like hmm I don't think this is good. Started thinking along the lines of, am I going to have to start starting my run from elsewhere? Like, walk part of the distance and then start start the run. From a... From a... Um, exercise. Jesus, couldn't even think of the word. From an exercise perspective, you're losing a chunk of your run... Because you're having to start it from elsewhere. And presumably finish it from elsewhere. So I started to think. This is. Not great. To the point that I was like. I don't know whether I maybe need to contact. 
the 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 app people the people who own the app the people that run the app whichever way you want to say it i was like i mean i kind of think it's a good shout i thought for a safety purpose so while i'm mulling this over i go out i do a run um and it was almost like it was the next day. I looked on the app and I was like, oh my word, what is happening here? And it's like, ah, oh, um, we have hidden the first eighth of your run. I did another run at another point in time. said, we have hidden the start and end of your run. It's not even on the map. This kept, kept going on for a few days, and I was like, oh, wow. They've actually worked out what I was thinking about, and they've implemented it. Which, super cool, super cool way of doing things. They just hide the start and the stop. Great. But at the same time, I was like, hey, how weird is it that... I was like, hey, this is maybe a bad thing. And they were like, hey, this is maybe a bad thing. Maybe we should do something about it. Anyway, whichever way you want to slice it, it's a super cool feature. Uh, and gets a big thumbs up from me. Well done. Um, recently, I've had to have a, a long, hard look at myself along hard talk with myself um this is not the setup for some elaborate joke this is very serious um had a realization recently that maybe wasn't being the best dad um now i know some of you aren't here for the for the for the parent content uh maybe just skip along if you if you don't have no interest some of you might be here for the for the dad stuff. Um, anyway, realized recently, might not have been being the best dad, and that caused me to cast my mind back, um, cast my mind all the way back to when my eldest was little, um, and just just how I used to. I, I used to dote on her, I used to do, there was, there was nothing that I, I wouldn't do for her, nothing that I couldn't do for her, nothing that I wasn't able to achieve for her, and I could go through a very long list of things that, um, that I did, and the changes that I made, um, some of them I've spoken about in this podcast, so I was like, okay, that was that, um, and I was, I was very much like, um, my my motto as a parent was, if my parents did it, do the opposite. And that worked for a really long time. And it was amazing how well that worked, how, I don't want to say easy, but how it made it more manageable. Um, I would, I would have conversations with 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 my children if there was an issue if there was a problem i would try and sort of uh, get in front of it and have a conversation about it and and all of that and then thing things get complicated things get hard and things start to slip 
Now, I've always said to um, to Leanne and um, a couple of my children in passing, um, my my parents are kind of hardwired into my, I suppose, like my parenting DNA, and my go-to would be to parent the way that they parented. But I know that that is hands down the worst way of doing things. So whenever my instinct kicks in, I do the opposite. That's the way it works. My instinct is this, I do the opposite. However, recently I've realized that something has slipped. Somewhere along the lines, something's gonna miss. Something's gonna skew. And I've started relying on that parenting DNA. There's a lot of shouting. That's what I realised. There was a lot of shouting. Rather than trying to solve a problem, it was just like, I'll just shout at it. That's the answer. And I had this whole I had this whole sort of I worked it backwards and backwards and backwards and I was like, when my eldest was little, there was nothing that I wouldn't do for him. Where are we now? Where you know where where we are now is there's it it was a little bit it probably sounds worse than it is, but there was it was it kind of had turned into a there's nothing I will do. It was. It kind of felt like that. It started feeling like I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing anything. I'm not putting the energy. I'm not putting the effort in to do the right thing. I'm just relying on the ability to do the wrong thing. And when my when my youngest daughter came along, there was this element of I will treat her the way I treated my eldest I will you know I'll be I'll be fun dad I'll be fun and I'll also do things and I'll also you know whatever you need I will do it and that's not necessarily the best way of doing things and you know I always wanted to try and emphasize on the I'll do I'll do absolutely anything I can to help you but I need you to understand one key, one core, one thing that is at the centre of everything, and that's don't ever mess with me. As long as we're as long as we're both in that understanding, then I'll do absolutely anything for you. So there was this hard hitting realization that I'd just kind of given up all of that. And like I said at the very start of this podcast, you know, and uh, I talked about this last week, I am dealing with a depression, some depression, some form of depression at the at the moment, and that gets in the way. That makes me not be a good parent. So this is the first thing. Oh, you know. We need to smile. Hey, smile. Hey. That kind of thing. That's the first step. Stop being miserable. 
that's you know that's still step one and then take it from there and i've been trying it's it's difficult it's hard it's hard to not do what comes natural and do something different it's hard it takes a lot of effort and it gets easier the more you do it but you have to do it it's like it's like a muscle it's like it's like what people say about like art or um you know if it's like a like a sport or you know, anything that you have to do that you have to do to to stay good at it it's a, it's exactly like that it gets easier as time goes on but it's so easy to slip so I started and I was like, right, okay, I've got to take it back to the drawing board. I've got to start again. I've got to try and be better, which I did. And I was like, hey, I remember, I remember what this was like. I remember how it could be. I remember what's possible. So shortest version is I'm trying to be a better dad. Um, to to all, you know, I, I used various different examples there, and obviously left out various other um, other children. <laughs> I left out other children, but one, you know, there's not really much I can do with one of them, and you know, there's, there's no talking. You know, can't really have a conversation if there's no talking. Um, that kind of thing. Um, something that something I mentioned earlier um, was inc- uncontrollable rage. Hands up, anybody who can tell me the number one thing that will make me instantly angry. What's that? Bad parking, bad driving, people generally on the roads. No. People in the gym who decide that they're going to take an entire area of the gym. No. Nothing will make me this, this level of angry. This boils my blood. What was that, sorry? Christmas in September, you are correct. Christmas in September. Yes, yes, indeed. Christmas in September will make me instantly angry. I find that there are different levels of anger. There's the red. There's the white. And then there's the flat line. Red anger is your day-to-day. Your bread and butter anger. Anger that, you know, I can't get down the street because there are nine freaking vehicles parked down the side of the road. And, oh, look, the bin lorry's here. That's red anger. White anger is, oh my god, I've never felt this angry before in my life. Flatline anger is where you black out from anger. And you actually come round to this zen kind of, ah, kind of anger. Because you've gone all the way round and come back to being... Like some kind of Buddhist monk kind of Zen. Christmas in September is that. It's flatline anger. So the shops have all started. All the 
everything you could possibly imagine. Oh, book now for Christmas. Yeah? Some people's eyes, it's still summer. Let's just get that one straight. There are also Halloween and Bonfire Night to go. These are the things that drive me up the wall because we don't put enough emphasis onto other things. Every year, you're going to hear me talk about this. There are certain episodes of the podcast you could probably skip and just listen to one of them. Some would say that's every episode. Anyway, um, there was a situation yesterday. Here's what here's one of the problems with Christmas in September. We decided to go for a lovely family day out. Which involves in our house going to a shop. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. If there's if there has been no money spent in the cook house, it's not a good day. That's not strictly true, but it is. Um, so we needed a picture frame. That's a very long story that boils down to we needed a picture frame. So we went to a shop to get a picture frame. So far around the shop, we entered Christmas. Christmas decorations, Christmas ornaments, Christmas... At this point in time, I am wearing shorts and a t-shirt. See where you see where the problem is. But this wasn't the problem. The problem was that my youngest daughter went over and started looking at the Christmas stuff. My youngest daughter doesn't have a concept of time to a degree. She probably knows when it's breakfast time. She probably knows round about when it's lunchtime. She probably knows probably when it's bedtime. Although recently, that's debatable. <sighs> she doesn't have a concept of time like she doesn't know when Halloween is. Unless somebody tells her, hey, it's Halloween today. She doesn't know when bonfire is. Although recently, she did ask me if we can get some fireworks this year. And I said, sure. She doesn't know when Christmas is, but she does know what these things are. She knows what Halloween is, she knows what Bonfire Night is, and she knows what Christmas is. So when she sees Christmas items, well, hell, it must be Christmas. She switches to Christmas mode. Can I have this? Can I get that? Can I ask Father Christmas for this? Can I get this for Christmas? Can I get it now? When you say to her, is that something you want for Christmas? Oh, yes, that's something I want for Christmas. Okay, put it on your Christmas list. She goes, okay, cool. And then picks it up and tries to take it to the till. Because she's been in the shop 10 minutes and works on the principle that it's Christmas. No, no. Christmas is a quarter of a year away. Because like I said, some people would say it's still summer. So, this isn't even it. This isn't even it. 
as a distraction, hey, let's go and look at the toys. We'll go and look at the toys. Now, um, I am in, I'm not in Christmas mode. He lies. Um, I am not in bonfire night or Halloween mode. I'm in birthday mode. Uh, there is a birthday before the end of the year, and I have done, I don't know, 80% of the shopping, but I haven't finished. So, you know what it's like. You're like, I know I need to get these bits, so I'll try and get them here, there, and everywhere. Uh, you wouldn't believe how difficult it is to find party invitations. I'll just leave that one there. Um, so... We go through the toys. My daughter's like, oh, this one, that one, the other one. All that sort of stuff. We came out of the other side of the toys. And a family walked past. Mum, two kids, older kids. But mum pushing a trolley, two older kids. And all three of them were wearing Christmas jumpers. It is the closest I've come to cold-blooded murder of people I've never met before in my life. I can only presume that it's some kind of bet that somebody lost along the line. Because I would hate to think that this collection of people, also known as a family have nothing more going on in their lives than to be wearing Christmas jumpers in September. I will reiterate, I was wearing shorts and a t-shirt. Where, where did it all go wrong? Where did it all go wrong? Speaking of where did it all go wrong, <laughs> there's a segue for you. Um, it's Monday today, and as we all know, Monday is weigh-in day. If it's not your weigh-in day, make it your weigh-in day. Monday is a great day to weigh in. I don't know what I'm talking about. Monday is my weigh-in day. And as anybody who's been listening to this podcast for more than five minutes will know, <sighs> weigh-in day isn't the best day. Because for the last month... It's either been, hey, look at all the weight I lost, or what the hell just happened. I'll give you the numbers, people. Last week, I did 122,500 steps. It was the equivalent of just short of 58 miles. I burnt 13,000 calories of exercise. I had what? my watch told me was a perfect week perfect week of stand exercise and movement the the numbers are all there um due to recent issues with the the monday weigh-in i actually purchased a new set of scales because this the previous set of scales were clearly incorrect off i went upstairs this morning do 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 i'm gonna get weighed yay I put the what is now what, what what became the old set of scales down and stepped on them. And they said, 
Get off me, you fat git. You've put a pound on. And I went, well, that just about sinks it, doesn't it? You're a piece of crap. You're going in the bin. Because I've got new fancy scales. And the new fancy scales are going to tell me how wrong, just how wrong you are. Old rubbish scales. I have never believed since the since the point I in, in in January when we got these scales, I've never believed that these scales were right, and I certainly did not put on a pound. Come on, really? I put the new scales down. I stepped on the new scales, and the new scales said, "Hey, you know those old scales that are broken? Well, I agree with them." Now we've we've been doing this dance for the last month, losing not point two a pound one week, losing three pounds, losing nothing, losing four pounds. We've done this dance. This is not the first time we have been here. There was the week that I wanted to cry and give it all up. There was the point in time where I was like, "Hey, not losing weight is not the end of the world." We're just on some kind of weird fortnightly schedule. That's fine. But I'm kidding myself. That's the thing. I'm kidding myself. Because ultimately, it does matter. You can't... I was saying saying to Leanne this morning, I was like, do you know the biggest issue I've got? The biggest issue I've got is that my body feels like I've been hit by a train. I can't stand up. I can barely walk. My arms ache. My stomach aches. My legs, let's not even get into the legs. I am in some level of pain the majority of the time. I pulled a muscle in my back in the gym the other day. That was fun. All of this, week in, week out, to A, not lose any weight, is soul-destroying. To put weight on, honestly, what even is that? I told myself it was fine. Told myself it was okay. Didn't help that the second set of scales were exactly the same as the first set. That didn't help anything. I told myself I was fine. Next week it'll be different. Next week it'll be better. Next week it'll be the the weight loss. All of that. And all morning I had to fight the urge to, to just cry. Because I was just like... It's not okay. It's not fair. It's not acceptable. It's not okay. It <laughs> to put the time, the effort, the <sighs> it it's becoming everything in some ways. Sunday, rest day. Well, it's supposed to be. I was on the treadmill for an hour last night. 
chasing that final ring. Get the move in. And he did something ridiculous like 700 calories or move calories or whatever the hell they are. 700 in an hour on the treadmill. And today, put on a pound. Anyway, um, let's talk entertainment. There's, there's, there's weird developments in the entertainment world. I mean, my entertainment world, but you get what I mean. Uh, I finished... What the hell was I watching? What was I watching? Mm, that's going to annoy me. Nope. It, oh, my name's Earl. I finished it, so I need something to watch. And randomly, I was like, do you know what? I'm going to start It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia from the beginning. So, my God, that coffee does not taste good. Started Series 1, Episode 1. Now, I, I was always like, Series 1 was a really difficult series to get through. It's really hard to watch. So on and so forth. I watched it this time and I was absolutely, I was having an absolute ball. I was like, this series is great. Um, series one has some really good episodes in. Um, I'm pretty sure. Ah, no, that isn't series one. Anyway, I blasted through series one. I was like, cool. So I moved on to series two. Series two is the introduction of, of Danny DeVito as Frank. And the series really, really changes at that point. Um, obviously, Danny DeVito being a big name actor was designed to bring more people to the show. And, you know, 15 series later, I think it did the job. But obviously, the show itself sustains. Um, series 2 has some fantastic episodes. Series 2 has one of my favourite episodes. To say the show's been going for 15 seasons, that's a bit of a bold claim. $100 Baby is fantastic. The <laughs> the stuff with D and the stuff with Charlie is phenomenal. Um, also, uh, the, what is it, the Gang Go on Welfare, or the Gang Solve the Welfare Crisis, I had, I had something to do with welfare, is brilliant um d and dennis being on crack is just it's so good um very much in this in the camp of i'm looking forward to working back through uh, it's always only like say 15 seasons um one of those that i've seen the first few seasons uh, many times but then not seen the later seasons as many times to the point that the last few series I've probably only watched once, like when they first came on. Um, so I'm kind of like, oh, that'll be you know, that'll be kind of good. I do watch on the treadmill, uh, with the noise of the treadmill. Um, you do miss bits, but that's kind of okay with something that you've seen before. Um, watched a movie. Not a new movie. Uh, this is a film that actually had an anniversary recently. 
20 year or 25 year? Let me just double check. I'd hate to... Um, I'd hate to... 97. So it's 25 years. Okay, that's fine. Um, 25 year anniversary made me want to watch the film Event Horizon. Um... Leanne loves a horror movie. Event Horizons maybe not the most horror of horror movies there is, but um you know, it's a horror movie. Um fantastic film. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, I put it in the same sort of, I put it as like a like a sister film to um Sphere and um sunshine i mean sunshine and event horizon are almost the same film uh in a lot of ways um whilst also being different enough to be you know great um event horizon has uh some of the worst cg uh, ever but i was saying i'm pretty sure there's something about the cg in event horizon that either it was the first full on-screen CG scene, or it was the most expensive CG at the time. Obviously, 25 years later, it doesn't look amazing, but that's made up for the fact that the rest of the film does look amazing. Um, some of the some of the makeup especially is very good. Um, great premise, great film. Uh... Dare I say, great twist. Let's face it, if you haven't seen Event Horizon at this point in time, like I said, it has just had its 25th anniversary, so... Eh. If you haven't seen it by now, watch it. Um, computer games. Let's talk about computer games. <sighs> I've got a new game to talk about, but um, weirdly, only a little bit, and I'll, I'll, I'll get to why. Um, computing is, is a bit of a weird subject at the moment. Um, anybody who was tuning in for the VR will know that I've been given a lot of excuses for VR recently. There is a VR issue. Um, it's time, it's space, it's, um, it's dog-related and a multitude of other things. Uh, also, I had a computer issue which seemed to be stopping me from playing any computer VR. Um... We all know this, I've been through this a few times, uh, but I do want to make people aware that if you are here for the VR content, it hasn't gone gone, it's just on hiatus. So, moving on. Console games. Last week I probably mentioned that I'd bought a game and I was having issues getting the money back for the game, which meant that I hadn't played the game. I have now played the game. Um... I don't. I, I knew. I knew this was going to happen. I should have written it down because it's got a really long name. So, quick googly moogly. Uh, no. Uh, can I just do that and see what that brings up? Here we go. If I click on it. So the, the film, the game is called Werewolf, The Apocalypse, Earthblood. 
Uh, now then, this was a game that I was mildly interested in when it came out. Um, in some ways, the premise of the game seemed to be quite interesting to me. There was this element of you, were, you, you could wander around as a human, you could wander around as a wolf, and you could turn into this big werewolf. I was like, hey, let's talk. Uh, then it kind of went a bit downhill from there. There were a lot of trailers, a lot of uh, stuff that showed uh, some minimal stuff for the game. Um, there was, as always, there was some very nice looking CG trailers. The game was released and got not great reviews. A lot of, uh, more of a 6 out of 10. 6 out of 10 is a really dodgy area for me. Because 7 out of 10 is the sweet spot, as we know. 6 out of 10, not as sweet. Can be one of those situations where you get it and it's like, nah, this is more like a 7, sometimes an 8. Can be more of one of those situations where it's like, this should really be a 4. Uh, I watched some reviews at the time and kind of put it off to one side. Put it on the back burner. Um, ended in a situation, as we know from last week, where I found it cheap. Uh, on the PlayStation Store, so I purchased it. Purchased the wrong version, had to get the money back. Purchased the correct version, which made it so that I could play it over the course of the last week. The reviews went on to say that it's it doesn't look great. There's a lot of talking um, for a game like this. And the premise of the game is very much a stealth kind of situation. However... You are not punished in any way for not doing it stealthily. And if you don't do it stealthily, more often than not, you turn into a big werewolf and kill everybody. Which highlighted the fact that there's actually no incentive to do the game stealthily. Which then means that there's no point in doing the game stealthily. I was a bit like, eh, but if that's the idea of the game, then that's how you should be playing it. Very quickly did I realise that the stealth aspect of the game is not good enough to sustain the game. There's this weird thing where if you're in wolf, if you are in wolf form, not werewolf, but wolf form, uh, you can't operate anything. So if you want to open a door, you instantly turn back into the human form. If, for example, you run up to the door as a wolf open the door, turn back to human, and then you want to run down a corridor, turn back into a wolf. Um, every single room seems to be walk in, try to do it stealthily, fail, turn into a big werewolf, kill everybody, move on to the next room. Enemies are wave-based, and it's just kill everybody until all the enemies stop coming. It was one of those things I really did believe that I was going to... I'll go back to that. Oh, I'll play some more of that. Oh, I'll play that tomorrow. And that was the case for about three days. And then I went, do you know what? Just before I put that on, I'm just going to install a load of games that I've been really dying to play recently. And then I kind of just started playing those. Those games, no surprise to anybody, were uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands, by any chance. Yes, 
the the Ghost Recon Wildlands itch started itching, and I had to scratch it, so I started playing that again for the bajillionth time. Um, other games include Mad Max. Mad Max to me is the weirdest game. When I first got it, and I first played it, I really didn't like it. I felt it was too hard. I felt it wasn't it wasn't quite rounded enough. What I didn't realise was it was built in the same vein as something like Batman, Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and and though the Arkham games, where blocking, parrying, dodging is a big part of the fighting. And once I'd realised that, been told that, all those sorts of things, that's where that game changed. Unfortunately, there are a couple of issues with navigating around the game. You'll get to an area and it's it's a bit like, I have absolutely no idea how to get through this section. I have absolutely no idea how to do this. And it a lot of the time feels like you're banging your head against a brick wall. Now, this is a game I've finished previously and have attempted to play multiple times since every single time i attempt to play this game it goes like this i start it oh this is great i'm playing it oh this is great i'm doing the fighting but i'm remembering that the fighting has to be done in a certain way and i'm getting i'm getting good with the fighting this is great I'm trying to get into this base and I can't find how to get in and there's literally no way to do this. This is annoying. Hmm. Maybe I'll go somewhere else. Okay, I'm playing for a bit more. I'm playing a bit longer. Okay, that's cool. Oh, oh, we're back in the same situation. I can't get into this base either. Now, admittedly, I, I know and I appreciate that there is a big part of games like this that you just have to go and do something else or find a different way or, find, or you know, maybe it's an upgrade issue. I get that. The problem is, with a game I've played before, the inclination to do those things is less each time I attempt to play it. So it always goes the same way. I get so far, I go... This this isn't really working. This isn't what I want right now. And I switched games. Uh, I switched from that to the game Watch Dogs. The original Watch Dogs. You know, the good one. Started playing it. I was like, man, they don't make games like this anymore. They'd, they'd never be able to make a game like this. Tell you something. There was two sequels to this game. The second one was not good. And the third one was just about passable. Why is it that they can't make games like this anymore? I was like, tell you something, this was an original PS4 game. And then I realised, no it wasn't. Watch Dogs came out on the previous generation to that. It was available on, certainly on the PS3. I'm going to guess it was available on the PS4 as well. No, Xbox 360. When I googled it, Watch Dogs, the original Watch Dogs was released in 2014. That game is eight years old. And if you ask me, it's the best of the Watch Dogs games. And it's better than pretty much anything that gets released nowadays. Not to say that there's anything that gets released nowadays. I'm really struggling recently with games and gaming and every aspect of gaming. Mostly in the realms of there aren't any games and when they are, 
the new the new price point for games is seventy pounds. Are you kidding me? There hasn't been a game worth seventy pounds in years, literally years. What is going on here? I was enjoying Watch Dogs. I was just playing the main story. There's been like a bit of a crossover between the PS4 and the PS5. The game considers that I've uh, I've unlocked all of the um, I can't remember what it's called, like monuments, uh, which is weird. Doesn't consider I've done any of the side missions. Uh, I had no interest in doing the side missions. I just wanted the meat. Uh, so I was just playing the main story uh, and a little bit of Spider Tank. Uh, last night, I switched to another game that I'd installed recently uh, because rumor has it that after all this time, it's good now. And I wanted to see what the PS5 upgrade was like. So I started playing from the beginning Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, what I can say is this it was definitely a next gen game. Definitely supposed to be a next gen game. Um, the fact that it was attempted to be released on the PS4 or anything like that was ridiculous. Um, re realistically, I think I think this came out at one point, but realistically, it should have been a PC game and nothing else. Because there was nothing capable of running it to its capacity. What I will say is, playing it again, it's like, uh, there's all this stuff at the beginning that I don't like. Um, there's like, oh, I need to shoot this person but i haven't got the, the the ability or the weapons that make that easy uh so there's a load of shooting at the start that's just terrible um so far i've had one glitch uh which knowing cyberpunk is you know i think that's doing quite well um me and games are weirder. We're having a bit of a weird relationship at the moment. I'm looking for a specific thing from games right now. Very few games have it. When I find one that's got it, I'm all in. Like, all in. But when I come out the other side, I feel... This is going to sound awful, but I feel a bit empty as far as gaming is concerned. Because I feel that gaming is missing a real key element and I used to say it was the fun but now I think it's something else I'm working on a theory that is what I thought was going to be pardon me a shorter podcast and what's turned into a, a, a bumper episode uh, if you made it this that far thank you very much for listening along and uh, I will catch you next time there you go what do you think that another one done Another one gone. Oh, where do they all go? Probably in the bin. Big thank you for listening. Big thank you for watching. Big thank you if you made it this far. Bigger thank you if you're one of our subscribers. Love you guys. You can become a subscriber by clicking a button. It's as simple as that. Click that button. Then give it a like. Share it with your friends. And why don't you write a review? Since you're feeling generous, write us a review. If you're on the internet and you're... You're looking looking around for fantastic website to visit. 
do visit thecookiecast.com. We've got some social media links there and email button. You can drop a line to us, tell us how you're getting on. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then.